Soy is definitely one of those controversial topics, especially in the health and wellness space. So in today's bite of knowledge, we're gonna debunk some of the soy myths and really dive deep into if it's healthy or unhealthy. You guys are listening to the Digest This podcast and I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. Let's get right into it. Research actually shows the average cleaning product contains chemicals that are in fact affecting our lungs. Hazardous chemicals can be found in bleach-based products, disinfectants, degreasers containing several other chemicals commonly referred to as EGBE. It's a common ingredient in liquid soaps and cosmetics even, hairsprays, paint, glue, as well as industrial and household cleaning products. EGBE is listed as possibly toxic to the eyes and skin, central nervous system, respiratory system, kidneys, and liver. The Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry states it also affects development and reproduction. That's just another reason why I use Branch Basics for my cleaning needs. You just mix their non-toxic concentrate with water in a glass spray bottle and you're good to go and clean your entire home. Everything from your kitchen to your bathroom to your living room and even your kids' toys. Branch Basics is also safe and gentle for your pets. And I've even personally used it to wash my fruits, veggies, and delicate berries. It's 100% biodegradable, fragrance-free, and contains no harmful substances, obviously. Their concentrate is derived from plants and minerals, and the best part is that you only have to buy one product, which is their do-it-all concentrate. And their concentrate literally lasts for Ever. I probably use it a little bit too much, but it, it does last a very, very long time. That's all you need. So if you want to clean up your home and your health by using Branch Basics, they're offering my listeners 15% off. Just use code LITTLESIPPER at checkout to receive a discount. I recommend starting with their starter kit, which includes everything you'll need with simple instructions. Again, you can go to branchbasics.com and enter code LITTLESIPPER at checkout. That's L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R for a discount. So I'm kind of excited to announce this. Every month, I'm going to be giving away quality items that I personally love to several of my podcast listeners that simply give the show a rating and review. That's all you have to do to qualify to win. And for the month of August, I'm giving away sets of Yo Mama's keto certified condiments like ketchup, hot sauces, and their all natural, low carb, low sugar pasta sauces made with simple, minimal ingredients. These sauces are low sodium, contain no added sugar, and are made with healthy olive oil and fresh tomatoes, and no citric acid. Yo Mama's is a company that produces their sauces in small batches, which I absolutely love, and I know you'll love them too. 
So three of my listeners will receive $65 worth of quality sauce. That's $65 worth of sauce. And all you have to do to enter is just rate and review this podcast. And I will be reaching out to you on Instagram if chosen. So be sure you leave your IG handle in your review. Good luck. So is eating soy healthy or unhealthy? It's probably one of the most controversial nutrition topics in the wellness space. And on one hand, it's rich in nutrients and diets containing it appear to be linked to health benefits such as lower blood sugar levels, improved heart health, fewer menopause symptoms, and perhaps even a lower risk of certain cancers. Yet on the other hand, some people are concerned about the healthfulness of soy-rich diets. For instance, some are concerned that eating too much soy may increase the risk of breast cancer, hinder thyroid function, or have feminizing effects in men. So we are going over the latest scientific evidence to determine whether eating soy is more likely to have positive or negative effects on your health. First, let's talk about the benefits of soy and the data to back this. So soybeans are naturally rich in protein and contain all of the essential amino acids your body needs. They're also rich in plant fats, fiber, and several important vitamins and minerals. In addition to their vitamin and mineral content, soybeans are a natural source of polyphenols, which is a type of antioxidant that may help protect your body against cell damage and conditions like heart disease. They are especially rich in isoflavins, which is a subclass of polyphenols referred to as phytoestrogens due to their ability to attach to and activate estrogen receptors in your body. This is believed to be one of the main reasons behind the many health benefits of soy-based foods. And these isoflavonoids are often believed to mimic the hormone estrogen. However, research suggests that soy isoflavonoids differ from estrogen in many ways, with each having unique effects on the human body. Soy-rich diets have been linked to a few potential health benefits. One, is lowering cholesterol levels. Several studies suggest that diets rich in soy foods may help lower LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, and raise HDL, which is the good cholesterol. For instance, one recent review suggests that a median intake of 25 grams of soy protein per day may help reduce the total and LDL bad cholesterol. And in another review that suggests that soy-rich diets may help reduce total LDL, which is again, the bad cholesterol. It helps reduce these levels by two to 3%, which isn't a lot, mind you, but they may also raise the HDL, which is the good cholesterol and reduce triglyceride levels. Now, again, keep in mind, Minimally processed soy foods, such as soybeans, tofu, tempeh, and edamame, are what science-backed studies are referring to when talking about eating soy, not the processed soy products and supplements on the market. 
Now, another benefit appears that soy isoflavins may help reduce inflammation in blood vessels and improve their elasticity, two factors believed to protect the health of your heart. And in a review, further links to whole unprocessed soy-rich diets to a 20% and 16% lower risk of stroke and heart disease, respectively. Additional research suggests that diets rich in soy may reduce your risk of dying from heart disease by up to 15%. And to me, that's a pretty good percentage if you ask me. Soy may also help lower blood pressure. Now, soybeans are rich in isoflavonoids as I've just been talking about, right? So another compound in them is to believe to offer blood pressure lowering benefits. There was a study that showed eating one half a cup of soy nuts daily was found to reduce blood pressure by around 8%. Again, very small. Clearly more research is needed on this particular topic, but for time being, the blood pressure lowering effects of soy, if any, appear to be very small. Now let's talk blood sugar. One review, including 17 randomized control studies, the gold standard in research, by the way, (laughs) suggests that soy may help slightly reduce blood sugar and insulin levels in menopausal women. Soy isoflavins may also help lower insulin resistance, which is a common condition in which cells no longer respond to insulin normally. And over time, insulin resistance can result in high blood sugar levels and lead to type 2 diabetes. Now let's talk about fertility. This is a hot topic when it comes to soy. Now, some research suggests that women eating soy-rich diets may benefit from improved fertility. Yes, that's right. In one study, women with high intakes of whole soy foods were more likely to give birth following fertility treatments than those with lower soy intakes. However, this was for women only. And keep in mind that men may not experience the same fertility boosting benefits. But that's not the only study and many others are out there, including another review on soy foods that were found to offer some protection against the effects of BPAs that are believed to reduce fertility. Now let's talk menopause. Now, for those beyond childbearing years and moving towards menopause, soy has been shown to help with this transition as well. During menopause, a woman's estrogen levels naturally decrease, resulting in unpleasant symptoms such as fatigue, vaginal dryness, and hot flashes. By binding to estrogen receptors in the body, soy isoflavins are believed to help somewhat reduce the severity of these symptoms. So for instance, research suggests that soy isoflavins may help reduce the frequency and severity of hot flashes. Soy also appears to help relieve the fatigue, joint pain, depression, irritability, anxiety, and vaginal dryness experienced during menopause as well as the years leading up to it. Now, I want to talk about bones and bone loss and the low estrogen levels experienced during menopause may cause calcium to leach from the bones. The resulting bone loss may cause postmenopausal women to develop weak and brittle bones, which is a condition known as osteoporosis. And this condition is not just experienced by menopausal women. If you have or have had any kind of health condition and perhaps lack nutrients, osteoporosis can arise in even young women and even in teenage years. 
Some evidence suggests that intake of 40 to 110 milligrams of soy isoflavins per day may reduce bone loss and improve markers of bone health. Now, to put this into perspective, this would be the equivalent of eating around 5 to 15 ounces of tofu or one-third to one cup of cooked soybeans each day. Now, let's talk breast cancer. So breast cancer is a very controversial subject when it comes to soy, but research has actually shown that diets rich in whole quality soy have been linked to a lower risk of certain cancers. For instance, one recent review of 12 different studies suggests that women with high soy intakes prior to receiving a cancer diagnosis may be at a 16% lower risk of dying from the condition compared with those with the lowest intakes. High soy intakes pre and post diagnosis may also reduce the risk of breast cancer reoccurrence in postmenopausal women by up to 28%. Now, keep in mind the protective benefits of soy were only observed in Asian women, while Western women appeared to experience little benefit. And based on these studies, a proportion of women eating soy-rich diets may benefit from a lower risk of breast cancer. And still more re research and studies are needed to determine which women may benefit the most. But breast cancer isn't just the only cancer soy has shown to help reduce the risk of. Studies also suggest that high intakes of soy isoflavins may reduce the risk of endometrial cancer by around 19%. In addition, some studies have linked soy-rich diets to a lower risk of digestive tract cancers and a lower risk of colon and colorectal cancers, especially in women. Even for men, a study concluded that men eating soy-rich diets may benefit from a lower risk of prostate cancer. For anyone that loves chocolate and peanut butter, I have to tell you about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay, do I have your attention? I bet you thought this was an ad for them, right? On the contrary, but I actually created my very own limited edition spinoff version of them and you can now purchase them for a limited time because there were only limited quantities made. These peanut-free chocolate cups are paleo, keto, and vegan. They're organic certified and contain absolutely zero sugar or sugar substitutes in the ingredient list. Just four simple organic ingredients made from pure cacao, cacao butter, freshly ground coconut, and cashew butter. There's only one gram of sugar in these that naturally occurs in the cashews. There's even three grams of fiber per chocolate cup to help feed the good bacteria in your gut. And the compounds in pure quality unsweetened chocolate have actually been shown to help with gut health and the probiotics in your belly to thrive. I wanted to create something that's never been created offered or on the market before for everyone looking for a better nut butter chocolate cup alternative that's free from peanuts, sugar, sugar alcohols, flavorings, emulsifiers, or fillers. And now there's finally something out there that exists. These won't last long. So go to 
eatingevolved.com slash lilsipper to grab a box or two or three. Again, that's eatingevolved.com slash lilsipper, or you can click the link in today's show notes for one easy tap that will take you straight to the page. I hope you guys love these as much as I do. Multiple studies point to a link between dehydration and a higher risk of anxiety and depression. And if you have low levels of electrolytes, it can cause anxiety or panic-like symptoms. Some of the most common causes of electrolyte imbalance are due to fluid loss. Adding electrolytes is a great way to replenish and rebalance your body, mind, and mood. However, most electrolyte drink mixes contain added gums, sugars, colors, and even added oils. I'm really picky about what goes into my body. So that's why I choose Elements Raw Unflavored Electrolyte Mix. Elements Unflavored Version contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of salt, magnesium, and potassium. Those three simple ingredients are in their raw unflavored packs. So whether you just finished a workout, sauna session, or just need to hydrate for your mental health. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for those following a keto, low-carb, vegan, or paleo diet. And right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. Element also has a no questions asked refund policy. So if you try it, don't like it, they will give you your money back guaranteed, no questions asked. So you have nothing to lose. Just go to drinklmnt.com slash digest to get this amazing offer. And finally, one recent review of 23 different studies linked diets rich in soy foods to a 12% lower risk of dying from cancer, particularly cancers of the stomach, large intestine, and lungs. And I can include all these studies in today's show notes for you to reference. And I want to talk about studies linking soy to cancer because most studies linking soy consumption to an increased risk for breast and other forms of cancer are done on laboratory animals. But because humans metabolize soy differently than rodents, these findings might not apply to people according to the American Cancer Society. Further, studies looking at the effects of soy on humans haven't shown the potential for harm. In fact, the American Cancer Society states that because research on the link between soy and cancer is still evolving, much more analysis is needed. And as it stands, soy doesn't appear to pose any cancer risk. Okay. So why are some people concerned about soy? Well, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> Soybeans and soy foods derived from from the plant have been part of the human diet for centuries. I mean, it's been here since the, the earth was created. So nevertheless, some people worry about including soy in their diet due to a few things. So estrogen mimicking effects. Soy isoflavins 
uh, are often thought to mimic the female reproductive hormone estrogen. Although they're similar in structure to this hormone, soy isoflavins have weaker and slightly different effects than estrogen. Again, people are concerned about a cancer risk. So some people believe that soy may actually raise the risk of breast cancer, yet most studies find no negative effect. In some cases, they may even offer some protection against certain cancers, as I just previously stated. Now let's talk about thyroid function and the concern for thyroid. So test tube and animal studies suggest that some compounds found in soy may reduce thyroid gland function. Yet human studies find little to no negative effects, especially in humans with healthy thyroid function. Now, GMOs, soybeans are often genetically modified. In fact, most are. And GMO soy poses many ailments as do most other GMO plants, right? Any kind of GMO, anything is not gonna be good for the body. So the issue with soy is that most of it is genetically modified. So unless you are getting quality, organic, non-GMO soy that is not processed, you should be okay. More research about the long-term health effects of GMO is always evolving, right? As again, with all GMO foods. So that is a huge issue with soy is that most of it is genetically modified. So you really have to pay attention and pick quality soy. So what about the anti-nutrients concern? So soybeans contain compounds that may lower the body's ability to absorb the vitamins and minerals they contain. Soaking, sprouting, fermenting, and cooking them are ways to reduce these anti-nutrients in soy, just like any other legume and things like that, right? But Trader Joe's, let me give you a little tip. They actually sell, Trader Joe's sells an organic, non-GMO, fermented and sprouted tofu that's much easier to digest than the typical non-sprouted tofu. I think I've seen it at Whole Foods as well too, just like different brands. So if you look for sprouted, that's a great benefit. So best to look for that if you can find it to help reduce the amount of anti-nutrients commonly found in legumes and ultimately soy. Another concern is digestive issues in general. So animal studies suggest that the anti-nutrients in soy may reduce the gut's barrier function, possibly resulting in inflammation and digestive issues. However, more human studies are needed to confirm this. But if you have an issue with digesting soy, perhaps your body just doesn't agree with it. You know your body best and it's always best to lean into that. But I just want to remind you that while these concerns are common, few of them are supported by sound science. And moreover, when negative effects have been observed, they often follow the consumption of very large amounts of soy. Typically eating soy once a week won't do any harm or damage, just like with anything. Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. And I'm currently seeing this with other foods like almonds, for example. So almonds are quite healthy, right? However, with so many almond-based products like almond milk, almond flour, almond crackers, almond tortillas, almond flour pasta, muffins, pancakes, even almond protein, and don't forget the almond butter, <laughs> we are consuming way too many almonds, which can then backfire. Variety in our diets is key. Imagine if all we ate were four different foods. They would eventually take a negative effect in one way or another. So 
Again, that's just a rant over, but again, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Going back to soy, for instance, men who reported experiencing feminizing effects from soy consumed amounts of up to nine times larger than the average intake of men with soy rich diets. So although possible, it would be difficult for most people to eat that much soy each day. Now, again, not all soy-based foods are the same. I want to mention this again because just not all soy foods are equally nutritious or beneficial as as previously noted. So generally, the less processed a soy food is, the more vitamins, minerals, and beneficial compounds it may contain. On the other hand, the more processed a soy food is, the more salt, sugar, fat, and unnecessary additives and fillers it likely contains, as with any food. So again, try and get whole soy foods. That's why minimally processed soy foods such as soybeans, tofu, tempeh, edamame, and unsweetened pure soy milks without gums or preservatives are considered superior to other soy-based protein powders and mock meats, energy bars, or sweetened soy milks and yogurts, etc. Think about the Asian culture and their consumption of whole soy foods. And yet there is no rise in breast cancer or other diseases with them, right? In fact, I think they are more healthy than us Americans. <laughs> the USA has a much larger health concern arising, which is obesity. Those living in Asia are far less obese with less health issues, yet Americans are concerned about soybeans and edamame. There is a much greater problem Americans should be focusing on, and tofu isn't one of them, in my own personal opinion. Now, all that to say, some people actually have a soy allergy and need to stay clear of the food altogether. But if you don't have an allergy and just have stayed away from soy like the plague just because of all the controversial information, perhaps try a little and see how you feel. Now, I also just want to bring up hormones again, because I feel like a lot of women tend to stay clear of soy because they're afraid it will alter their hormones. But if their hormones are already imbalanced, then soy could actually help balance out their hormones and bring them back into balance, depending on you know if, if they're lacking hormones or have too much of one or the other. So I, th- I personally, I think a lot of the hormone imbalance issues women face today is not because of soy, but from all the birth control pills prescribed, all the endocrine disruptors, cleaning products, toxic pans, seed oils, perfumes, lotions, processed foods, as well as chronic stress that alters women, women's and men's hormones. I, I really think that's the, the main issue here. And going back, just a reminder, I cannot emphasize this enough. The benefits are from whole food sources and minimally processed soy, not fake soy meats, soy ice creams, cheeses, yogurts, etc. So the soy foods I would stick to are edamame, tofu, preferably fermented and sprouted. Again, make sure everything is organic and non-GMO. And then soy milk that is just organic non-GMO soybeans and water, nothing else. This kind of soy milk can only be found at Asian supermarkets, which I love going to, by the way. My husband and I like 
in our pastimes, we like to just kind of go to different Asian grocery stores and they just have such a wonderful selection of produce and things you wouldn't normally find at a typical American market. And then the soy milk is actually one of them and they do sell it with just organic non-GMO soybeans and water. So that should that should be the ingredients when you're looking at a soy milk, nothing else, no preservatives, no gums, no carrageenan, no flavorings, all that, right? Tempeh is also another whole food source of soy that is also fermented. So tempeh is definitely fermented. So just try and stick to those. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's Bite of Knowledge. And if you did, please take a moment to share it with just one friend. And remember this month's giveaway. If you rate and review the podcast, you could win. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.